We have such a very, very short period of time, so we're just going to jump right into it and, and really talk a lot today about photography. I'm a chairside assistant. I also am a practice administrator for my office, and I am the first person. I'm so lucky to actually get to see the first patients as they come in uh, in that first appointment, and so we'll talk a little bit about that, and my favorite piece of that puzzle is photography. I love taking photos. Uh, of my patients and, and really having the time to get to bond with them. And we'll talk uh, a little bit more about that and how important it is to establish that relationship with your patients. When Ben's wife called our practice, I've never really, you know, we have a lot of patients that will call for their, their spouses and make appointments. And when she called our practice, she told me on the phone that she really wanted to make an appointment for her husband to come in to meet Dr. Cranham, uh, to really talk with him about what could be done about his teeth. She said to me that her husband had a phobia of really even going outside of his home. See, Ben is a computer programmer, and she said his work allows him to stay in the house, and she feel like, feels like that if she could bring him in and have us take a look at Ben and really sit down with him and maybe help him, that it also may help their marriage. And it was just pretty amazing to hear some of the things that she said to me on the phone. Now, we know in dentistry when patients call you and they give you the information about some of the things that may be going on in their lives, I remember going out to get Ben, and usually, you know, I think, well, it can't be that bad. And when I went out to get him, I said to myself, wow, it really is that bad. Um, I brought Ben back, and we kind of sat down a little bit. And one of the things that I always do is I like to sit and talk to the patient about some of the reasons why they're coming in. And we talked a little bit about him. And I said to Ben, Ben, what is it that you're hoping to get out of, you know, anything that we're going to be doing for you? What, what is the ultimate goal for you? And he said, I want to be able to kiss my wife. I want to be able to bite into a sandwich. I want to be normal. I want to be like normal people. And I said, well, Ben, if you don't mind today, one of the things I'd love to do is take a couple of photographs as we're talking so this way we can kind of sit together and, and really look for, you know, a treatment option for you. This way we can make that happen. So as I'm taking the photos of Ben, and one of the things that I want you to think about that is so important, and I see this a lot in a lot of the practices that I go in, is that a lot of offices will forget this first picture. They'll start treatment, and they did not have a full-face photo. And they'll say, hey, Shannon, I've got this great case I want to show you. And I say, well, where's the pre-op? Well, we forgot to get it. Or vice versa. You know, they've got the pre-op, they've got all those photos, but they didn't get the final. And I say, well, what happened? Well, we're hoping they'll come back through hygiene and we can get those pictures. Well, guess what? You become a stalker. I've been that stalker, you know. Hey, I really need to get you back in. I need to check the bite. We want to make sure everything feels good, looks good to you. What I really want to say is, hey, i got to get my pictures. You need to come back in. It's so important. As we started to take the photos, one of the things that Ben told me was that he'd had these restorations for almost 13 years. When they placed these, he has not been able to floss. They're all splinted together and have been this way. I said, Ben, are you in any kind of pain? You know, does anything hurt? He said, no, I'm not in any pain. I just don't like the way they look. And so as we sat together and we went through all the photos, we gathered some records. And I said, you know, Ben, I'd love to take some impressions. And let's take you through the records process because it's really important for us to make sure that 
we kind of develop a treatment plan that works really good for you, and we want to give you a couple of options. So we took the photos, we took some impressions, we also did some mountings, we took a Facebook, took some bite records, did some other things as well, x-rays of course. Ben had to go through a very extensive treatment plan. One of the things that you'll notice is, I always tell them, I said, you know, your teeth enter the room before you do. They do. They're out there. And how someone could leave a patient like that, you know, he, he said, my lips were always dry. I never can get my lips together. It's so hard to breathe. I remember the day, and I was so fortunate to be the assistant uh, for his preparations this day, and when we were finished, one of the things that I always do is when I sit the patient up, I give them a mirror and I say, you know, Ben, do you remember how you used to look before you came in? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, you're not that same person anymore. You're a totally different person. And so when as I sat him up, I always have that one picture of where we're starting. And I gave him the mirror and he started to cry. And I said, you look fabulous. And he said, I can't believe the feeling of my lips. It feels so different. And I said, that's numbness, that'll go away. No. <laughs> but it was amazing. And he, he told me, he said, Shannon, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I want them white, really white. And I said, I don't blame you, that's what I said when I did mine. But if you don't have the photographs, no matter what you're doing in your practice, you lose the story, and it's so important. Photography really is intimate, and we'll talk a lot about that because this is how you become so close to your patients, really, is from taking the photos. The consult is so important, but the photography, I think, is even more. I remember when we brought Ben back for the very first time, and it's really important, you know, to have these photos, to tell the story. And when I tell team members, you know, you look at Ben's hair, you look at his skin tone, you look at his eyes, and then you look at when you go out to get them and you're bringing them back for what we call glamour shots, which is, I love that part, that's my favorite photos, they don't look like the same person. And this will happen to you a lot. It probably already has in your practice. I remember going out to get Ben and I said, oh my goodness, Ben, you are a good looking guy. And he said, I know. <laughs> He had on really dark jeans, you know, and a nice blue shirt. And, and uh, I just said, oh, my gosh. I said, remember when I first met you, you kind of scared me, you know, like axe murderer or something, you know. And I said, you're not that way anymore. And he said, you know, Shannon, when my wife made the appointment to come and see you, I had already had a consult somewhere else, and that doctor told me if I was going to do anything I better win the lottery. And I said to him, you know, Ben, what do you think now? And he said, I won the lottery. And I'll tell you that we ended up, we, he, he paid for a lot of his work, but he ran out of money right in the middle of a treatment, and we actually finished his case for free because it was so important to us to give that back to him for what he had did for us. And so photography is so important because patients will forget how they used to look. I know, I, I cannot tell you how my teeth used to look. You know, I, I've forgotten that. And so to have these photos is really, really important. And to have really good photos, to be really picky about the photos that you're taking. You know, when patients see that you're this, this, this picky with photos, they know you're gonna be picky with everything else. And so 
what I hope today is that you'll learn a little bit about being picky, being picky with each other. I mean, we do that with my team. I have a practice of 69 team members. We all take photography, every one of us, and we like to pick at each other too. We say, hey, you messed up there. You should have done this, done that, and they love to do that to me too. But it's important to be really picky with your photos and to be good at it. In our practice, we take a lot of pictures. I'll tell you that it's so important for us. We hang a lot of these photos on the wall. When patients come in, even new patients, this is the first place that they go. They go over to look at the smiles. All of our smiles are very different. We have denture patients. We have veneer patients. We have full mouth rehab. We have whitening. And we have Invisalign patients. So we showcase everything we do in our practice. One of the things that we ask patients is to sign it and maybe say something you know, that they may, they may want to say to patients, to another patient that may be coming in, and that's really nice. The other thing that we do is we print these out on what's called gator board, and gator board is almost like styrofoam. The great thing about it is you don't nail holes in the walls to hang it. It's hung up by Velcro because it's so light. So you actually can go to the wall and just take it off, put a new one up, and one of the things that we do every six months is we wrap that and we give it to the patient. And I had one patient, she said, I want to give this to my husband for our anniversary. I'm like, okay. Um, so it's great. They love that. And we have some patients that say, hey, when am I going to be on the wall? You know, I want to be up there. Say, okay, well, we'll make a note of that and put you up there next. Photography is so important. When it comes to treatment planning, chart documentation, aesthetic and self-evaluation, that's really important because, you know, you've got to look back and see what did you do. Did you do things that you're proud of or maybe there's some things that you wish you could change? When we talk about laboratory communication, laboratory communication can be with your Invisalign patients. You know, taking the photographs. Laboratory communication if you're doing restorative work. That is so important. And I always tell my team that how can you ask the lab to give you the things that you're looking for if you don't give them the things that they're looking for? Marketing. I don't want my practices ordering cardstock photography. You have those patients in your own practice and you want their stories. You know, I don't want to buy somebody's photos. Every one of you can take these pictures. It's not rocket science. It's so easy to do. And you want to showcase that. In our practice, we have these little frames that will rotate, that we put a lot of different photos. We have one for whitening and we have one for Invisalign that sit out front in our waiting room and they just scroll. And it's a great way to show some of the things that you're doing in your practice. It's amazing what patients don't see. It's amazing sometimes when patients come in. This patient basically called me because she thought she chipped her front tooth. And I said, no, Marty, that's a ski slope you got growing back there, you know? It's amazing what they don't see. And a lot of practices want to clean all this off and then take the photos. I'm like, no, you want to take the photos now to show them what's back there. This patient has never brushed, that's something I probably shouldn't be showing you right after lunch, right? Uh, has never brushed his whole life. He's 18. Never brushed. So it's important, you know? This patient is in Charlotte, actually near Bob Lowe. I don't know if you saw Bob Lowe today. He's one of my really good friends and actually was my boss at one time. And she owns a jewelry store in Charlotte. And she doesn't sell, you know, Cubic zirconia, I'm talking about Rolexes, you know, diamonds, David Yurman. And I told her, I said, Marty, you're going to lose all your teeth, you know. We've got to do something. So these things are important. Taking the pictures is very important. 
The other thing is, is making sure that you have a consent. When you consent to treat, you want to consent to take these photos, and a lot of practices don't have this. I can't tell you how many people say, hey, we're not doing that. You've got to have it. Because when you're sharing photos and information, think about HIPAA, you want to have that. So when patients come in, even the first time we ever see them, we have a consent to treat, but we also have a consent for photos. And if you don't have one, let me know. I'll show you how to get to our website, and you can print it out, and you can use it. It's yours. It's very important to have that. Having a nice backdrop is really important as well. When you're taking full-face photos, you wouldn't want to take it from a room like this that has wallpaper with designs. You know, you want it to be nice and solid. I like blacks, grays, blues. It's really important to have something like that that's solid. I don't want to have my team taking photos of patients in the chair like this. That is not a good photo to me. We were going to do some work for this patient, and this was the only preoperative photo that I had. And I said, hey, guys, what were you thinking? You cut the top of her head off, got the plastic of the chair in the background. We need a background. That's really important. So whether you have something you can hang, um, I've even taken a, uh, had a blind, and I took that down and put a shade so I could just pull it behind the patient. Um, you can take a picture frame, you know, and, and, and have something that you can use and, and just piece of paper. You know, it doesn't really matter. I'll tell you that I order all of my backdrops from PhotoMed. Um, it's a company that actually has a really nice black background. And one of the things that Sean was telling me today, he, he's here, is that you can flip it and it's white. So that way, if you have a patient that has really dark hair, you know, you don't have to worry about their hair getting lost in the background. And I like that. So I'm going to order one of those. But I show this photo in the upper right of what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to bib your patient and have a napkin chain in the photo. That's a pet peeve for me. But I'll tell you what happens with the napkin chain. We do a lot of studies, and one of the things that we found is when you bib your patient, they're not going to tell you all the things about them. Their anxiety goes up because you go into a clinical environment. You know, when you're sitting knee to knee and you're talking to the patient and you're trying to get information, if you just sit them in the chair, and I'm an assistant just like most of you in this room, and I put a bib on them, they go to a clinical place. I want them to talk. I want them to tell me about them. So don't do that. If any of you have any of these retractors in your practice, go back on Monday and donate them. None of them will work for this. And I'm being honest with you. I've been teaching photography now for almost 15 years. I teach accredited photography and I teach Invisalign photography. And I'm very picky about my photos. And as an assistant, I did not used to take very good pictures. And so I learned over the years what is it that I need to take those photos. It's not just learning the settings of the camera and the photos that we need to take. It's all the pieces that go with it. And these are not good. They will not help you get really good photos. You really need these. And you need both. You need wire retractors for your mirror shots, and you need the clear plastic ones for your buckle photos. If you say, Shannon, you know what, I, I have to use a buckle mirror because I never can get it, or I have to crop my photos, I'm always cutting them. You've got to get these retractors. They are designed for these Invisalign photos. They will make your life so much easier. You'll never cut and crop again, and you'll never have to worry about using a buckle mirror. I promise you. So you need both. But you need wire retractors because you can't use these clear plastic ones to take your mirror shots because it won't allow the patient to open wide enough. So you need them, okay? One end of the wire is really tiny. You can hook it, and I'll show you later how you can actually pull the lips out of the way. 
There's another retractor too um, that PhotoMed has that actually has, it's like a horseshoe, so you actually can pull it straight back. So it's totally up to you for your mirror shot. So both are really good. I have a whole photography setup. I do like mirrors with handles. I feel the further outside the mouth that I can actually hold the mirror. I don't have my gloves in the frame. I don't have to worry about bobbling. I have more control. So I like mirrors with handles. And if you have a lot of mirrors in your practice and you say, hey, Shannon, my, my doctor's not going to let me go back and buy mirrors with handles, you can just buy the handles if you already have plenty of mirrors. But I like that. And you'll find that if you haven't been using the mirrors with the handles, your life is going to be totally different. It's really important to make sure that you're taking good photos. And I'm going to walk you through some of the steps. And again, we also have a video that you can watch. You know, when you go back and you say, how did we do that? How do I take those pictures again? I forgot how to do the buckle shots. I forgot how to do the mirror shots. The mirror shots are the hardest. They really are. And so I want to help you with it. I like using Canon cameras. I like SLR cameras. They're more expensive. But Nikons and Canons are really the best. I use them a lot, especially with whitening, taking photographs for maybe my aesthetic cases. Um, and also I use it for all my Invisalign cases because I really like to, again, take really good photos. I'm not here to sell you a camera. I just know what I like. And if you're going to start taking a lot of these photos, I want you to think about having a really good camera. My favorite camera is the Canon Rebel because it's lightweight, it has an aluminum body, it's really designed for a female, it's lighter. These cameras are heavy, I'll be honest with you. I always recommend too, get a camera that has a neck strap, get yourself a strap, so that way you don't worry about dropping it, okay, because that's happened too. There's two different types of photos that you can take. You can take a raw image. Raw means you can't change it, you can't alter it, you can't Photoshop it. Um, I take all my images on RAW only because I teach AACD accredited photography and that's kind of how we do that. But most of the photos that you can use with Invisalign, they're all JPEGs and it's easier to download, easy to store, and keep in your practice. I'll just go through this really quickly. You also can use a histogram. With these SLR cameras, you can actually pull up the histogram on the back of the camera and see whether or not maybe you're in focus, you're out of focus, it's exposed, not focusing, but uh, overexposed or underexposed, excuse me. So you want to really look at that if that's something that you, know, you really want to be picky with, you can actually hit the button and a histogram will come up and it'll show you exactly where to dial that in and you want to be somewhere in the middle and in the video that I'll show you that we have on our website, it shows you how to do that with your cameras. When we talk about photos, this is something I really want you to think about. I put together a PowerPoint presentation for all my patients. And you know, you say, Shannon, we don't really have the time to do that. Listen, I totally understand. I work sometimes from 8 to 8, and I see on an average 15 to 20 patients a day. And so it's very important for me to take these photos, download them, put them into the files. But what's really important for me is to be able to pick up my camera and take these pictures really quickly. I want to be able to download them and drop them right into the presentation if it's a patient that I'm maybe going over treatment with. And so I've put together um, that PowerPoint so it's very easy for me to pop those photos into that presentation. And it's, if you're wanting that for your practice, let me know. I'll be glad to share it with you. But I like to be able to put my photos up side by side. So when I take a full face, I have the same distance as I took the photo today. And maybe I'm taking a full face photo in the middle of treatment and I want to take one at the end. I can put them all up together and they're all the same distance. And you say, how do you do that? Well, in my practice, we stand in the same place when we're taking the photos. 
That way I know every time that patient comes in, this is the position that I'm going to be. This is exactly where we're going to take these photos. So this way I'm always the same distance from every patient. Now that's just how I do it. One of the things that you want to think of is with these cameras, you want to be able to pick them up and just take the photo. And so depending on the camera that you have in your practice, this happens to be a Canon in mine. Um, I always keep it on the same settings. I have it on an AV mode. Um, I do turn my dial to automatic focus. It's going to automatically find my patient, automatically focus. Um, and then I'm going to have it on a 5.6. Those are the settings for a Canon. Now, when I'm taking all of my other photos, one of the things I want you to understand, it may not be a priority to you, but if you've been taking photos in your practice, and let's say you take a smile shot, and then a couple of weeks later you take another smile shot, and you notice that one is closer and the other one's further back, they're different, right? That's because you may have dialed it in or you may have had just an automatic camera. I don't use those because I want to be able to take my photos and put them up side by side and always have the same distance. So if I took photos of every one of you in this, in, in this room and then this afternoon I came back and I took photos of you again, they'd be just alike. So how do we do that? We actually put it on a manual. So I'm going to always have it on a 1 to 3, which is my lens. That's the distance from me to you, a 1 to 3. So everybody is on a 1 to 3. I turn my dial on my lens to a manual focus, which means I'm going to move my body in and out to focus, not the camera. I see team members doing this all the time. They'll actually dial it in to get the patient. What happens is you'll never have consistency from that first photo to the last. I want to put them up together, and it's the same distance. That's just what I like in my practice. doesn't mean you have to do that. But again, when I present these cases with my dentist, I like to have both of them together, and we also are going to change the lighting so this way we can have uh, a little bit more light. Let's talk about positioning. When I did some courses at Spear, one of the things that Dr. Zinzer does is he takes all of his photos leaning over the patient. I used to do it that way several years ago, but I found that all of my photos were canon. It's like they just had a little slight can. And so one day we were given a course and we were taking some photos in a room like this, and I was just sitting knee to knee with one of the team members and I noticed every image was nice and straight. And I said, you know what? We should be doing this in the practice. I should not be leaning and bobbling. The cameras are heavy, and it helps to be knee-to-knee with the patient and be able to make sure that everything is nice and parallel. You know, you never want to send in a photo and have a little bit of a cant because they may think that that is actually how the patient's smile is, a little bit of a cant. So it's really important, I feel, to have the patient swing their knees around, bring their legs around, and sit knee-to-knee and make sure your chair is at the same level, too. You never want to be up higher than the patient or be down too low and shooting up. You want to be at the same level. And so I like to do that. I also want to make sure that I've got good settings. And this is something that um, you know, my good friend Sean from Photomed is here today to help you if you have questions about your camera that you're using in your practice and you say, you know what, the lighting sometimes is a little different, you know, or where should I, I have this type of camera, what can I use? You want someone, when you talk about cameras, you want someone that knows about dentistry. You know, that's really important, first of all. You know, I'm not here to tell you, you know, don't buy cameras from different places, but I like someone, when I pick up the phone and call, they know about teeth and they know about dentistry. And so it's really important to take the photos and kind of look at it. One of the things with Canons is I want to look and say, okay, do I want to put on a 5.8 or 5.6 or a 5.8 to be able to look at lighting? And that's what I'm using for my full face. And these are the settings, again, for the Canon and the same for my smile shots. You know, depending on the room that I'm in, some of our operatories have more light, 
and some have no windows. And so I like to take the photo, download it, show my doctor, we'll look at the histograms and kind of, um, you know, decide which one is better. And again, that's something that we could go into at a later time since we're short of time today. But let's talk about the photos. Now, I apologize, some of my um, words are getting cut off here on the screen, but you have the handout, so you'll have that. When we take a full face, there's a couple of things to think about. First of all, the patient should be standing straight up, okay? Not hands in their pockets, you know, kind of slouching or whatever. I always had them stand straight up. The other thing that I ask my patient to do is kind of stick their head out a little bit like a turtle. They say, oh, I look kind of goofy, don't I? I'm like, no, you're going to look great. Because you ever had somebody stand and do this and they got like four chins? That's how I look when I do that. If you say stand up, stick your head out just a little bit, it gives a really nice profile. That's really good to do. Okay, so kind of stick it out just a little bit, take the photo. The other thing is don't stand too close to the wall or you'll get a shadow. So have the patient come out just a little bit. Okay, so just remember that if you're going to put your tape on the floor, make sure you've got some room back there. Um, the other thing is if you feel like patients are getting red eyes, every time you take the photo, your patient's got red eyes. Can I tell you, my left eye is always red. I don't know why. Uh, you can unhook some of these lenses. If you have an SLR camera, you can unhook the lens and kind of hold it out a little bit and take the photo, and it'll actually grab light from a different, a different area so you don't not only get the shadow, but you don't get red eyes. So have the patient stand up, take the photo, okay? And have them give you a really nice smile. So, you know, come on, give me a fakey smile. The other thing is we're going to take a rest. I'm going to have them lick their lips. If they lick it up really good and just kind of breathe in. Right when they take that last little breath, I'm going to take the photo. So I'm breathe in. Take the picture. Now I'm going to do a profile. And this is really important is the patient cannot have hair over the ears. You want to have them pull their hair back. One of the things that we have at this little station is we have a box of little scrunchies. Now, Grant, we just let them take it. We, we buy a little cheap scrunchies. They need a rubber band or they need something to pull their hair back. We'll do that because it's really important for the ears to show. So we want to make sure that we either have a clip or we have some kind of little scrunchie. They can pull their hair back, and we're going to take a nice profile rest. Okay, so they're going to stand to the side, take the photo. Remember not to cut the top of the head off. Don't cut the chin off. I like to see a little bit of the shoulders up. And again, staying in the same place, you know really important. Now let's talk about smiles because this is very important. I'm going to bring my patient back in. We're going to sit down. We're going to bring the legs around. We're going to sit knee to knee at this point and we're going to take a really nice smile shot. Now it's really important to make sure again you're knee to knee. The smile is really nice straight across. No canning unless they really have a cant in their smile. I also want to make sure that I have the same distance from the upper lip to the nose as I do the lower lip to the chin. Okay. Not up too high, not down too low. Those things are really important. Again, nice and straight. The great thing about some of the cameras that we're using, the Canon or the Nikon, is when you look in the viewfinder, it has this little box. And I put that little box right on 8 and 9. And again, I'm not cutting off the corners of the smile. That's really important. Now we're going to slip in the retractors, okay, and I'm going to use those clear retractors. I don't like retractors with color. I don't want blue retractors. I don't want red. I had one practice that was using red retractors. I said, where did you get those? well with a whitening kit. Throw them away. Use it for whitening. You know, don't use it for your photographs. Your eye, if I put up photos of different color retractors, your eye goes to the retractor, not the teeth. And so it's really important to think about that. Not blue, clear. You want clear. Wet them. Have the patient lick their lips really good. Slip them in. Have the patient hold them. Okay? 
I can't tell you how important it is to utilize the patient as your assistant. As an assistant, if I have another assistant that comes in and helps me, I find that we look ridiculous. You know, sometimes we look like ding-dongs. I'm like, I don't want you to help me. Let me do it myself. Because that way, if I mess up, only I know, right? It's really important to think about that. I want you to do these yourself. Your patient is your assistant, not another team member. Yeah, these are heavy, and you're taking a lot of photos, and it's tough the first couple of times you do it, but as you take more photos, you're going to get better at it. My last class we just had, one of the girls, she said, but these cameras are so heavy, and it's, gosh, you know, how do you get good at taking these photos? You take more and more and more, and you make it a routine. And I take the same photos on every patient. So this way, you know, you get used to it. It just takes seconds now. So, again, slip the retractors in, pull them forward. Okay, so you're going to put them in. Don't have the patient pull them back. Pull them forward. It opens up the buccal corridor. You're able to see everything. They're biting together. And make sure you tell them, I want you to bite down really tight because sometimes we've taken these photos and we go back and look at them and the patient is slightly open because they get tired. So make sure they're biting together. Okay? Now, in order to get these photos, you have to use those retractors. You can't use, I have a different type. It's kind of a, I call it a small C. And I'll use those sometimes for other photos. I was trying to use these for my buckle shot, so I would actually slip those in, put a mirror in, and get a buckle mirror and have them bite down. And then I was cropping the photos. I was going through all these things that probably a lot of you are doing in this room until I bought these retractors. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to save so much time. This is the secret to taking the good buckle shots and no more buckle mirrors. I promise you. Pull it all the way back, have the patient bite down, take the photo. But you need these. The other thing with these retractors is don't put them in the autoclave. They're going to crack, they're going to turn brown, they're going to look nasty. I wipe them down, I keep them in the room, I have my mirrors, my retractors in the room. In every room I have the same set. So it's really important to think about that. Okay? I also, as I'm taking photos, I want to make sure that every room has a card reader so I can download it, put it in the patient's file, have them ready. So we're going to pull those back, have the patient bite together. We're going to do right and left. Now, this is the hardest photo to take. I know. I wasn't as good at it when I first started either. But one of the things that I want to share with you is what I don't want you to do. You can see here that Dr. Cranham has a mirror with a handle. And this was how we were taught to take all of our photos. We would slip it in, have the patient hold the retractors. You can see the mirror has a handle. That's a great mirror. But notice how he's coming in front of the patient. How many of you do that? How many of you come in front of your patients to take your mirror shots? Nobody? A couple of you? I used to do that too, but I would get a photo just like this. I'd have butterfly eyes, a nose, sometimes things that were in the nose, double image, blur, fog, all those things. And I said, how are you taking the photos like that? It's so hard. I said, you're tall. You can get those. I can't. But the other thing is the last molar's cut off. I said, that's not a really good picture. So I came in front of the patient, and I did a little bit different. So if you come in front of the patient, and this is a video that we have that, again, I'll share with you. You can go to the side and take a look at it for other team members that maybe is not here with you. But the retractors are really important. 
Using the wire retractors are great because you slip them in. You don't want to use the clear ones. They will not work. They will not allow you to put the mirror in and have the patient open wide enough to get all the teeth in the photo. Okay? So you're going to slip them in, and I'm going to have the patient pull them straight up. So little tiny wires, slip them in, pull them straight up, and look, her chair is back. I'm going to lower that chair to my waist. Okay? And then I'm going to come around. And one of the things that I'm going to say is, Annette, I want you to lift your chin as high as you can. As high as you can. What happens when they lift their chin is the tongue goes back. So we can put their mirror in and you're going to lay it flat against the mandibular arch. So you can see, I'm going to have her lift her chin really high. Okay? And I'm using a mirror that doesn't have a handle. It's one of those really long mirrors, but I still like mirrors with handles because if you're not careful, your glove will get in the frame. We can't help it. So we're going to slip those in. And one of the things that I'm talking about is, you know, taking care of these mirrors. They are expensive. You don't want to run them through the autoclave. It gets them hot. They crack. They get streaks. I wipe those down too. So I'm going to put it in there, and I'm laying it flat against the mandibular arch, and I'm going to take the photo. And have them just kind of let their arms fall back so you can take the picture. And one of the assistants said, well, how do you take those without getting any fog? If you take a lot of photos, you're going to be quick. A couple things you can do. You can get a heating pad. When I come in the morning, I'll plug it in, put all my mirrors in a heating pad. You can have a craft of hot water. So you can pour it if you don't have hot water in your laboratory, or you can just run some warm water. Um, Butler has, um, I know, something that you can use. It's called Butler Dip. You can get that from Shine. Um, or you can also have, have one assistant said, hey, I put Listerine on my mirror because it doesn't fog. And I said, hey, that's a pretty good idea. I don't know what it would do for the streaking, but sounds good. Um, so, you know, but what I do is I just take my photos quickly. I'm used to it. Because if you tell the patient to hold their breath, what do they do? <sighs> they breathe on it anyway, right? So anyway, so you're going to slip them in, pull it straight up, get behind them, have them lift their head as high as they can. If you feel like you're still getting a double image, maybe lay them back a little bit more, okay? But try that on Monday. I can tell you your photos will be totally different. They'll be better. And I know because we teach this so much. And I have so many team members that say, oh my gosh, that one little thing has made all the difference. Now what do you do when you're coming around? We're going to come around in front of the patient, and when I'm coming around, I'm going to come around to the front, and I'm going to have Annette take those retractors, bring them all the way down to her chest, and pull them down this way. Again, not straight across, because if you do it straight across, the lip is going to collapse, and you're going to have a double image again. You're not going to be able to get that mirror in there. So we're going to come around to the front, and I'm going to make sure that I've got a good stance, okay? Because, again, cameras are heavy. If you're worried you're going to drop it, get a neck strap. And, again, I don't want you to wobble. So... We want to make sure that you've got a good hold on it. And we're going to put the mirror in. And basically going to take the photo. Okay? Remember that I'm on the same setting. I told you I had a one to three when I'm taking my smile, my bike together, my retractors in, you know, my buckles. Everything is one to three. And so the same thing is for my mirror shots. I do the same thing. So this way, as we're taking the patient through these steps with Invisalign, we're constantly taking the photos. Patients will forget where they started. I've had some patients before say, you know, Shane, I just don't see a lot of movement yet. Well, let's look back on that first photo. Let's take one today and let's look back on the first photo. 
Those pictures are really important. It's also, if you're a treatment coordinator and you're talking to patients about Invisalign, it's really good to have a case that's yours. You know, show these steps to your patients. If you don't take the photos, you've lost the story, and you want to take really, really good pictures. You know, it's not just for Invisalign anymore. It's for multiple treatment options. So again, you can use, I told you, you know, there's a retractor that um, PhotoMed sells that actually is like a little horseshoe. You can put it in if you're having problems and the patient holds it straight back. Um, I like the wire retractors only because I can, I can put them through the autoclave if I want to. Um, I can put them in there. They never go bad. And I can tell you if you take really good care of my mirrors, retractors, um, they'll last you a very, very long time. I just wipe them down. I use Cavicide. It's a one minute. I wipe it. I let them sit. I clean my room and now I'm ready for my next patient. So it's so, so easy to do. But again, you want to have a nice arch form. It's really important when you're submitting these cases and you're putting them into the software, I want to be proud of what I'm sending. That's really important. My favorite photos are these. I love it when we're finished with a case and I can take my patient outside and take pictures. It's really important for me to capture all the things the patient has gone through. And uh, this happens to be Ms. Croson. She's one of my favorite patients. And I remember the wind was blowing, and she said, my hair's blowing. Uh, she's from Georgia. And, uh, but she's such a sweetheart. And I want to encourage you that you can take these pictures. You know, you don't have to, you know, have the patient go somewhere or, you know, take, take just okay photos. I want you to take super photos. I always tell team members, if you look in the viewfinder, are you looking in your camera and you don't see what you want to see? Don't just take the photo. You know, I had one year she said, well, when I looked in the viewfinder, it was kind of blurry, and I just went ahead and took the photo. Well, I said, what do you think is going to happen? A little magician's going to jump in there and fix your photo and correct it for you, and it's going to come out good? That's not going to happen. When you look in there, make sure it's what you want to see. Take your time. In order to get good, you have to take a lot. You have to have consistency. We print out these photos, we laminated them, the whole series, and we have it in every operatory. So everybody is consistent with these pictures. Again, when you first start taking them, you want to be really good at it. You want to remember what you need to take, and you don't want to have to go back out of the room and say, hey, Doc, what photos was I supposed to take again? We have these guides for you. And again, make sure things are centered. Make sure you're, again, good knee level with the patient. You know, if you look in there and it's blurry, the other thing that I tell team members is as you're taking these photos, if you notice all of a sudden your series is getting back further and further and further and you're getting more of the face in the frame, you've messed with the dial. You have to train yourself not to touch the dial. If you're going to take it the way I do, you're going to move your body in and out. I don't even touch the lens because I, I want to do that and I don't want that to happen in my photos. And if you see the nose or the chin, and you're really off-center, you know, again, nice and straight across, right? You know that that's not a good photo. And making sure when you do have the patient bite together, I told you, making sure they're biting down all the way. I see this a lot. The patient will get tired and they'll start to open, and that's not the photos that we're looking for. Make sure they're biting together. And also, you see, it's kind of shooting up at an angle. That was because the chair was not knee-to-knee. -knee. The patient was up a little bit higher, so we were shooting up. So look at those. You know, go back. One of the things that we do in my practice is, I hate to say it, I don't like practice consultant management, you know, uh, meetings. We have a team meetings, like, oh, we're going to talk about numbers, we're going to talk about the schedule again. 
We don't do that. We do it a couple of times a year, but most of the time, we're doing photography at one, we're doing impressions with one, we're talking about, you know, insurance at one. I mean, there's so many things that you can do at these meetings, taking photos on each other. One of the things that's really important is to take each team member through the records process. When I came to work for my practice, nobody had been through records. I said, what's wrong with y'all? Well, we haven't had the time. We've got to make the time. You have to know what this feels like. You have to know what it feels like to have a mirror crammed down your throat because you'll be better at it. Can I tell you, if you have records taken on you, you'll be better at taking the records. I promise. I promise you. I love this little printer. I bought this for my practice. When I bought it and brought it in, we have six of them now. They love these things. We have them all throughout the practice. These are great. You can read any card with it, so depending on whatever camera you have, you can pop that in. It prints it out really quickly. I can print out photos for my patients. As they come in and maybe we're changing out the liners, I take photos of where they are now and I give it to the patient. The patient really appreciates this. And I can't tell you how important it is to give them these photos. You know, you can't just tell them. So I like to print this out, and it's a great little printer. It's really small and compact, and it can sit anywhere. You can take it from room to room, um, and I like it. Again, we talked about having the guides. You know, we want to be there for you. We want to help you with these pictures. We want you to do really well. If you're having issues in your practice, I can tell you that I use PhotoMed for all of my, you know, my cameras, my needs, everything, because I've had problems. Sometimes one team member actually put a, slammed the card into the card reader of my camera, and I had records the next day, and I said, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I was able to send my camera back to PhotoMed, and they sent me a loaner. I had one time where I actually deleted all of my photos before I was able to download it. You're talking about somebody freaking out. What am I going to do? Those are all my photos. I had to send my card to Sean, and he was able to retrieve all my pictures. Some point in your lifetime, some of these things are going to happen to you, and it's really nice to have a, a, a place that really knows about dentistry. And again, if you're having problems with the lighting, with maybe you need retractors or you need things like that, it's really important to have somebody that you can pick up the phone and they can talk to you about it. You know, and I can't tell you enough of how important it is to have those retractors, have a card reader, and have your own card. Because I have downloaded everybody in my practice's photos and not knowing who is who. Well, who's this? And then you hear this, I don't know. You know run on teeth is what I call it. You know, so one of the things that in my practice that we do is we take a photo of the patient's name. You, you guys have been there. You're laughing. Yeah, you know what it means. I, it's true. Run on teeth. I'm like, who's this? I don't know. And so it's like, okay, who are these people? Um, take a photo of their name. Take the photos and then take another photo of the, of the patient's name again. So if something does happen, you're okay with it. You know, you can find out who they are. In my practice, my dentist was, he did not want anybody to download the photos but me. So I was downloading photos for like 14 people. And I said, I'm going to quit. <laughs> I can't do this. It's too much. And we would go to one room and download the photos in the consult room. I said, why are we doing this when we could just order camera readers, card readers for every room? Every room that we take photos has a card reader. And so now it's a protocol in my practice. When you see a patient and you take the photos, you've got to download it and put it into their file before they leave. So this way we never have to worry about pictures not being put in. It's so critical. You know, it really is critical. Um, the last thing I want to share with you is making sure you have a good software to store these pictures. Dr. Bob Lowe, who I love to death, and he is here, and so he was teaching today uh, about using the Itero scanner, and he can tell you firsthand he was downloading all of his images and putting them into Dentrex. 
Dentrex crashed. He lost years of photos. I don't do that anymore. I don't put them into my software, into my practice software anymore. I don't. I have a separate file folder. I just use a Windows base. I have a separate file that says all patient photos, last name and then first name, and I put them in there because this way I can keep it on the server. It's backed up every night, and I don't have to worry about that. That's really important to make sure they're backed up every night. But I'll tell you, you know, if you want a different software, you can buy them, but to put them into Dentrex and EagleSoft, they'll tell you that you can do that, but if you're taking all these photos on every patient, your hard drive is going to get bogged up with all these pictures. And so it's so much better to have it outside of your software and making sure that you download them and you store them in a good place that's safe. I can't tell you enough about that. That's really, really important. Um, well, thank you guys so much. I hope you have a great afternoon. We appreciate you. And if you need some information from me, from my website, I'd be glad to give it to you. Thank you.